Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the first edition of the Casey Woso Show. Is that what we're calling it, Cindy? I I think that's good for for our first show. You know, yeah. for as we go on, obviously the team does not have a name or a brand that we we can be like, oh, this is it. But I think this is good. I think this is good for the twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Right. For those who do not already know us, this is Thad Bell from the Blue Testament, and I am talking with Cindy Lara. Is that the right way to say it? Lara. Lara. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. Also from the Blue Testament, formerly from... Our cell soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's been following and covering the team since they were in Kansas city shortly before they left, right. Mm -hmm. Last couple of years. And then mm -hmm. while they were in Utah where I kind of slacked off following them while they were in Utah, I will admit mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of angst there, but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll leave that yeah. behind. Yeah. Yeah. And that can happen. I mean, your team moves out of market kind of leaves a little bit of a wound. Um, no that's doubt. all right. No hard no feelings. Yeah. But, um, we got to see them win a couple of championships here and now they want to come back and win a couple more. So yeah, let's, uh, let's hope they do. All right. So let's, we haven't really, since this is our first one, we just kind of cover some quick news. Um, players that have been called up to camps so far, uh, 
Desiree Scott, Diane Matheson to Canada, Victoria Pickett, draft pick, just got added to camp, and we'll see if she sticks for the She Believes Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, uh, Rachel Corsi to Scotland for a couple of friendlies, or um, I can't remember if they're, those are friendlies or if they're actually real games. I think they're part of UEFA qualifiers for Euros. Let me... Google. I'm. I think. I think that's what it was for. I think you're probably right. Um, and then, well, yeah. Uh, the other player from Kansas City, Marianne Laracat. And again, I'm gonna be terrible with mm-hmm. names, so you can always correct me. Uh, she was called up for Argentina since they were the replacement team. Uh, they replaced Japan in the She Believes Cup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it'll be one of our chances, hopefully, to see and actually really pay attention to a Kansas City player that we haven't even seen yet. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, I I can't honestly say that I've seen. Uh, let me try to pronounce her name properly. Um, yeah, I'm going to count on you for those things. I'm just <laughs> telling you. I, um, I, I want to say, because um, obviously... My mom is, I have a Mexican side of me, um, Mariana Laroquete, but I could be wrong. But I think that's how you say it. Okay, so please don't hold it against me when I mispronounce names. <laughs> it's, it's okay. We can work on it. Uh, you, you do. Please, yeah, always try to correct uh, me, but don't hold it against me. I'm, will I'm, not. Bad with, I'm bad with names that I grew up with, so. <laughs> and it. Growing up in the middle of Missouri, I did not have a lot of practice for those kind of names yet. All right. um, I got you. The, uh, and it's not out of lack of respect because I really try. But All right. So anyway, she's called up. We'll hopefully get to see her in the She Believes Cup against the U.S., against Canada. Um, and who's the other one? Brazil. I, Brazil, yeah. Yeah. It, so it'll be a little bit of a... Uh, South American rivalry there and a North American rivalry crossing over. And that starts on Thursday, which I had to do a quick check on my schedule. That That's Thursday. That's the first game. That's the first game for all four teams. Yep. And then Sunday, another round of games. And then next Wednesday, which I usually this tournament seems to happen a little bit towards the end of February and then goes on until probably the second week of, no, I'm sorry, the first week-ish of March. So caught me a little bit off guard a little bit because I'm like, oh, it's here. Um, right now the schedule is so jammed. It's like I'm taking things a week at a time. Just Same. <laughs> yeah. And when I say jammed, we really mean we don't know if it's going to happen or not. So <laughs> Nope. Uh, so that's that's across every league in the world at this point. Mm-hmm. No, it's it. Um, I'm really interested to see if Victoria Pickett stays though, if she sticks with the the full team for the She Believes Cup. Yeah, same. She's. she's it seems like the Canadian team is very full of this young talent. So, um, really good to see just what she has and like. If she does get onto the full roster, obviously we also, I haven't seen her play. I'm really bad with following the college game. And I usually don't know about college players 
up until they get drafted to the team I'm covering. So <laughs> I tend to watch a little bit of college soccer. It just depends on players and teams that I might have a specific reason to watch, mm-hmm. you know, ones from Kansas city or ones that played at my daughter's club or things like that. So um, I did a lot of looking at her highlight videos and mm-hmm. found a game or two out there. It would have, uh, and I got to see one practice for Kansas City Woso. Okay. Um, they uh, they had a little bit of media availability, and I was able to watch. And I was the, you know the first thing I was trying to pick out was who I knew, mm-hmm. uh, which players I knew that were there. There weren't a lot of them, and then I wanted to pick out the draft picks, and then I was trying to pick out the the invitees because they're the ones that are to me are going to be like the the real questions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I got to pick out both Victoria Pickett and Addie McCain, which were the two draft picks there. And they both okay. impressed me. Good. They both good. had good things about them. Um, Victoria was, uh, she was on the far side of the field from where I was at the entire time. So it wasn't as always easy to see her, okay. but uh, she was moving the ball really well. She was playing wide. It was a smaller side, you know, it was small field, mm-hmm. uh, but she was just playing really wide. And then Addie McCain was playing very central, either a defensive mid or something very central. Mm-hmm. And she was so she was uh, very calm on the ball, getting the ball, playing it. I saw her make like zero mistakes. And good. it was it was, uh, it was a good experience and good opinion. And mm-hmm. thinking about it, you know, that's of the six draft picks that Kansas City picked up. That was draft pick number two and draft pick number four. Okay. We haven't. That's not number one or number three. So. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, pretty solid for if if you were able to see some something that impressed you too. And I know that uh the KC side did a lot of research for the upcoming draft, which the timeline they had pretty just shows that pretty serious and did their homework and yeah, they had a pretty good draft. Yeah, it's and it, it's interesting because I think uh, a lot of the national media didn't necessarily think they did, mm-hmm. but maybe I'm influenced by having talked to Hugh and then some of their coaches since then. Because mm-hmm. uh, actually, one of their coaches told me two weeks ago that oh, Pickett will be called up to the national team. That he's mm-hmm. like she'll she'll be good enough to go up to the national team. It, it didn't dawn on me that he meant like the next two weeks. Okay, you know? I thought like oh yeah, you know it'll be like next year. Or, Mm-hmm. something like that um but yeah it, i think it just goes to show like the players the or the excuse me the coaches how much in tune they were already in the game and watching it and stuff like that even while they didn't have a team so yeah and i mean Pickett is it looks like she has youth youth national team experience too so um she's played in the u17 and u20 world cup so she, she has some international experience even at the youth level. So um, I'm, I mean, I'm excited to, to see if she does make the, the team for the game. Yeah. And even if she does, there's a very little chance she'll have much playing time, but it's true. It's, it's true. the way it is. It's true. But I think Canada seems to be a lot of very old players and a lot of very young players right now. I could be wrong. So, you know, I don't, again, I don't follow them as closely as I do the U S but 
it, it does seem like they have a lot of, you know, in the mid thirties players. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of players are in their twenties, early twenties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think they've gone a little bit leaning more towards the youth the past couple of years or so. Um, we obviously know Christine Sinclair. Yeah. Desiree Scott, Diana Matheson, um, Stephanie LeBay, but they're definitely, they've made a shift definitely more towards the youth side. I feel like the U.S. does rely a little bit more on its veteran players. And I think Canada's making that shift of they're like, okay, we got to get the younger players more experience. Um, so this this will be this will be a test for for them for sure. I do think the U.S. you'll see a few of the veterans uh, leave the program over the next year just because mm-hmm. Vaca will bring in more youth and mm-hmm. he's the U.S. women are very. Uh, political in the fact that you can't just fire, can't just like move one out nope. <laughs> you'll you'll be killed on social media your fans will kill you um it, it's very very political in that regard and mm-hmm. very almost tribal about how fans mm-hmm. are about players like you oh know, for sure for sure it's it's amazing um so I, I think you have to kind of gently do it no matter even if you wanted to like clean house you would have to move one out now, one out six months later, one out six months after that. Mm-hmm. I think you'll see Vlaco do that with a couple of the older players that are not showing up and not performing as well. Mm-hmm. And, or maybe not even as good a uh, teammate. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names. Nah. That would just it's get me in a, trouble. Yeah. It's our first show. We, we need to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, controversy some people would go mm. for all controversy i'm just oh. going i just go for just speaking my the truth or yeah. what i think is the truth going back to casey Oso, they had a press conference earlier this week and excuse me last week late last week mm-hmm. uh one of the things that hugh mentioned was he was asked about the uh, attitude and the i guess the mood and some other stuff with the team And one of the things he talked about was that he had told the players coming from Utah that they had underachieved Hmm. when they were in Utah. And he says it was a compliment because they're a better team. They were a better team than finishing six out of nine. Hmm. And he has expectations for winning, for competing for championships. And that's finishing six out of nine is not good enough. Hmm. I kind of took it as he was reinforcing something he'd already told them but doing it in the media mm-hmm. do you think that they were that good of a team that they just underachieved you know was it and if they did was it coaching was it attitude was it you know the mm-hmm. they never performed in utah that well they, mm-hmm. i mean they didn't make the playoffs mm-hmm. so it wasn't just the last year of controversy or covid mm-hmm. yeah i think just thinking back to the first couple of seasons um, under Laura Harvey, she was um, under, she has, she had, I've heard that she had this directive just to get like the best player she could just so they could make the playoffs. So she never fully had that opportunity to, you know, build into those younger players and Harvey historically, which is ironic that she coaches 
one of the youth national teams now, but um, the youth, you know, building up players hasn't been like a forte that she's, she has been known for. Um, so yeah, they definitely underperformed because they were incredibly talented. They had Becky Sauerbrunn, they had Kristen Press for a good year and a half. And I mean, I, I, I still think back to the late 2019 season where they were in that top four. And then all of a sudden they just underperformed the last so games and then they got bumped out of the playoffs. So something happened along those routes and um, could have been coaching, um, could have been a variety of factors. But then I think about 2020 and I think a lot of it was due to um, just what was going on with the organization. I think we saw it more towards the fall with everything that was going on in Utah. And so we both, we both know how soccer can be incredibly mental. Yep. Um, and so, yeah. And then there was a coaching change with Amy LaPelbit, who I was really sad that she wasn't able to come over to the Kansas city side. Um, but you know, um, I, I think for sure it had to do a lot of the organization troubles that was going on in Utah and then just the changes and that eventually just, I don't know. And there was player exoduses too along the way. So there was just a lot of factors that were affecting the players that was not related to soccer, um, which is unfortunate. Um, So I wondered that last year, because they did, they, what, press didn't uh, play last year, right? Mm -hmm. Becky um, and uh, O'Hara. Right. Yeah. So press uh, did not play due to COVID and then she ended up with Manchester United and then Becky Sabron was traded to Portland before the season even started before COVID even started. Yeah. And then O'Hara's she played in the challenge cup. Then she was kind of still dealing with an injury and then she sit it, sit out for um, she sat out the fall series and then which i we think just we think it was due just because of what was going on with utah at the time with the coaching situation so um yeah it, it was not the most ideal <laughs> no situation and so I, I think i think it was hard if you're a player to be in a situation like that you're watching your you know this club you're playing for kind of fall apart a little bit and the head coach they hired is you know on administrative leave and then eventually terminated so yeah I, I don't think they had the the consistency that they are now getting in Kansas City yeah I'm pretty sure um, the coaching will be much more enforced in quality and the attention from the and it's such a shame too, because I mean, when they moved from Kansas City to Salt Lake, you know, everything was about oh how great the situation is, the mm-hmm. locker rooms and training fields, and they're treated professionally and they're treated just like the men. And and then you find out what was going on behind the scenes after a couple of years, and it's just like mm-hmm. oh man, yeah. I, I just don't have words, and the, the words I would use would not be appropriate. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And I think Laura Harvey was shielded the players a lot from what was going on behind the scenes. But then once she left, there wasn't really that coach pulling for, or, or at least it just wasn't the same. Um, yeah. And I think LaPelvet might probably did try, but I mean, I, I don't know what happened with LaPelvet, but I know that she was there. There was this, it was kind of out of nowhere, you know, in, in like 24, 48 hours, she was like, Oh, you're the head coach now. Um, so. Yeah. And it, it, I think she's probably just was put in such a bad spot that mm -hmm. becoming the head coach and being in that situation and having a team that's not performing and having lost, you know, a top mm -hmm. three of your top five players. We'll just mm -hmm. put it that way over the last few months and, and COVID and all that other stuff. I had, I had hoped that she would come here as a, an assistant under Hugh. I don't know mm -hmm. if, I don't know. I'm quite confident that he was trying to, in fact, I mean, I know he, he was wanting her to, mm -hmm. um, I don't know if she just declined or there was a money issue or she didn't want to move back to Kansas city or I don't know any of that. Um, yeah. But I think she, she, when FC Kansas city folded, she moved to Utah because I think she has connections there, family and such. So I think that's just probably her home now that, I don't know. I, I would love to yeah. see Amy back in the coaching game. I thought she did for the circumstances she was in um, when there had the Utah former Utah head coach uh, was put in administrative leave and she had to take over the team. I thought, I think given more time, I think that team would have been very different, but obviously you have four games to prepare for. And one of them is out of nowhere. Here you go. Here's the keys. Go lead yeah. the team. Yeah. And, and Nothing. What I'm saying is being critical of her in any way, shape, or form. No, she was put in a bad situation. Um, for sure. I do have a lot of respect for her playing ability. When I've talked to her when she was here, mm -hmm. she's very smart, and mm -hmm. I think that given time, she would be a very good coach. Mm -hmm. So, hopefully, Salt Lake gets another team when they mm -hmm. have a new owner, and they can start fresh and have perhaps Amy could step into those roles then. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, yeah. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Let's see. What else were we supposed to talk about today? We were supposed to talk about... What were we supposed to... Okay, we talked about players coming into camp. Um, You... 
made it to one practice session, correct? Yes. What did you, you notice? I feel like Kansas City has a massive team right now for a preseason roster. They're what up to forty? It was huge. Uh, I know <laughs> that I I know that players have left, and I know that players have showed up, mm-hmm. but they won't tell me who since they don't have to show mm-hmm. us anything. They don't. And I was gonna look up to see. I think they have to reach a specific number. I think um, next week they have to reach a, reach a specific number and they'll be headed to Florida Okay. in a few days. Like okay. I want to say the 19th, maybe. Okay. And I think when they get there, they will probably release another roster. Yeah. That's- so um, am I just assuming that they probably won't take all 40 to Florida? No, <laughs> I don't, I don't think all of them are still there. Okay. In fact, I'm, I'm not going to say the specific name, but I saw some, one of them post on social media that it was a, it was a great trip down to Kansas city mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like, like, okay, it was done. Mm-hmm. Which I think it's really hard for non-roster invitees to make a K, uh, NWSL team. Yeah. I think there's, there are a few like Gabby Vincent in Utah. She was, she was a non-roster, non-roster invitee, I believe. Don't quote me. um if if i remember reading through some of them i think you're right at least if i have the right person okay um well i mean in what city mira montez actually did last year of kansas city i believe okay Um, well i can't remember if she was drafted and then left and then came back but she wasn't she definitely wasn't signed in preseason okay because it was like a month or two into the season when they finally signed her And that was because A-Rod went down in the first game and they were actually under the minimum roster number for Mm. quite a long time. I think I do remember that. And I do know that somebody sent several questions to the NWSL asking, aren't they supposed to have a minimum number of healthy active players on the roster? (laughs) And after a couple of them were read, all of a sudden somebody was signed and that was Miramontes. Okay. Okay. Yep. I I may have asked a bunch of questions to the NWSL. (laughs) That's okay. Um, Yeah. yeah. Uh, But what did you think about what you saw? Was there anybody that stood out that? It was hard to, because there's so many players that I don't recognize by face and, you know, they're not wearing numbers or names or anything at that point. You know, they, Mm. they're, they all had the same jerseys on, but they are practice tops, but no names, not even a logo Mm. because they, they're just too new. Yeah. So, and plus being socially distancing from people and all this other stuff, it was like, you know, I'm like, Hey, Jeff, come here. Tell me which one's the draft picks. Okay, cool. And then I'm following them. And, you know, there's a few players that I recognized. Um, but really I was just trying expecting to be able to go the next week and see some again. And before uh, the temperatures dropped down to two degrees, mm. didn't make it for, you know, any more practices because they weren't having any outdoor practices and no media at indoor practices. So mm-hmm. yay. Uh, yeah. So really it was the the draft picks that I focused on and uh, players like uh, Labanta, Lola Banta. Mm. Uh, she's exactly what I remembered, you know, very mm-hmm. like one moment smiling and laughing and joking and the next minute mm-hmm. flip a switch and very game face, like, okay, mm-hmm. now I'm going to dribble through everybody. And um <laughs> You know, it, 
it really felt like because there was a lot of the the non-veterans weren't you know the the bigger mm-hmm. veterans i guess mm-hmm. you know a rod and uh, katie bowen and mm-hmm. um well none of the canadians were there uh you know that sort of thing mm-hmm. they just it didn't have that next level of competition there so mm-hmm. it was really you know the the deeper parts of the roster for the most part and okay. there was a few def- there was a few defenders there that i just like i i took some photos and i could look them up and go okay and match their photo to their their player and say okay now i remember kind of what they did but mm. i can't really just quote their names and stuff like that that's why i go to practices so i can learn all these people <laughs> yep i think that's the best place to do to learn some people um and i believe that was last week that we learned that amy rodriguez is back Yep. Uh, Katie Bowen and then Michelle Vasconcelos. They've all fulfilled their protocols for COVID and are in training sessions now. So. Yep. Yeah. I briefly spoke with Amy last week also, uh, towards the end of last week. So I'll have something out about that mm. maybe before this. And she was very happy to be back. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was kind of interesting because that day that, I was able to be down there watching uh, a couple of the players who were in protocols and could not attend practice actually drove down and sat in their cars and watched practice. Oh. I won't mention who those players were, but they were ones I would recognize or at least one of them. So I'll leave it at that because I don't get anybody in trouble if they were not supposed to have done that. But to me, it showed the dedication of that, you know, they wanted to see how the practice was going. They wanted to see Mm -hmm. what was going on. They wanted to be involved even though they couldn't be. So mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a a nice positive yeah. sign, I guess. Yeah, that is that's cool. Um, Let's see, the founding members they've that's closed for people who joined as a founding member, so they would be mm-hmm. early access for season tickets and such forth. Have you signed up uh, for that? I did. Um, yes, and I believe founding members, those who made their $50 deposit will have access on Thursday. And then those who did not will have an opportunity to, and this is for ticket season ticket membership deposits for the 2021 season. Right. Friday at 10 AM for the general public. And then the day before for those founding members. So that's exciting. That'll give some ownership to, those who did you know invested in yep. in that um did you do i'm assuming you did too yes sort of um <laughs> i will i asked my wife actually i said do you, you know do you want to sign up for this and she's like yeah of course i said okay do you want me to do it or do you want to do it just because <laughs> you know because i it, i'm not in the mindset of women's soccer is for women and men's soccer for men or anything like that i hope you know as much as I've covered the NWSL, that's obviously not the truth, but mm. I just wouldn't, I just wanted to see if she wanted to do it in her name or mm. in my daughter's name, mm. you know, and just to have that founding member be a, a girl sort of thing yeah. instead of a guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she actually signed up in her name, my wife's name. Nice. Um, you know, we have, I've been a season ticket holder for sporting since day one, actually, since 1996, I'm old. <laughs> Uh, when they were the whiz yep. the wizards 
And even yeah. though I do stuff, you know, photos and stuff, I'm never in the seats. My wife and daughter are in the seats. So I thought, especially when it came to the women's team, that we should see and let them have the opportunity to, to be the actual name on the ticket instead of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That is cool. Um, so that'll be exciting because they'll be playing at T-Bone Stadium, at least for 2021. Um, Kansas City so Monarchs Stadium now. Oh, that's right. Which is so, kind of cool. Are they going to change the stadium name? I don't know. It's actually, I've always known it as Community America Ballpark. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not even sure what the official name of the stadium is. Oh. But the team has just... officially changed. So, Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Which is kind of funny because uh, Utah, their minor league, uh, their USL team is the Monarchs. So. Yep. Kind of just funny back and forth. I know it is kind of. Uh, <laughs> I did. That was actually one of the things I hated about Utah, naming them, naming them the Royals. I'm not a Royals fan. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not from Kansas City originally, so I have a different baseball team I root for. Mm. But I just thought it was a little bit of a cheap shot there, mm. an unneeded shot. Let's. I don't, I don't even. Don't even think it was necessarily intended, but it was an, an unneeded shot. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, apparently there's a rivalry with the city because SKC beat Real Salt Lake in the 2013 MLS playoffs. So, yep, I was there. <laughs> yeah, apparently it should not have ended the way it did, but I'm like, I'm sorry, just this is how it happened. Um, it is funny because I actually a lot of because of covering the team for the past two years in Utah just the they're just so funny i think quite honestly a lot of cities are that way with stuff because mm -hmm. i'm originally from st louis okay i root okay. for the cardinals and i root for the blues and hockey okay and i root for kansas city soccer teams because i've lived here for longer than i lived there but i don't give up on teams unless they've given up on me so if they've <laughs> once they've moved then they're done i'm 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 done with them, which is a part of, again, why it was hard for me to root for the Utah Royals because they moved. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I rooted for players because I still had a fondness and, you know, rooted for those players. Mm -hmm. But I would, it was hard for me to root for the team. I, mm -hmm. I ended actually switching to Houston because Shea Groom mm -hmm. ended up there last year. So I yeah. was rooting for them. So it's not even a city hate thing. It was just the team. So, mm -hmm. but going back to, I'm from St. Louis. So Kansas City hates St. Louis. It's mm. like a, yeah sibling rivalry kind of thing <laughs> and one of the most painful things is now that st louis is going to have an mls team is i'm going to hear this once twice three times four times a year about this hate between the two cities that i feel i'm part of both yeah so it's just gonna really suck yeah um, yeah when do they get that team well it was supposed to be next year mm. but i think it was moved back one more year because okay. of covid and uncertainty yeah Mm. that'd be cool so they, and yeah go ahead no i said the great becky sovereign is from st louis so yep i think it's a great city <laughs> um do you want to talk a little bit about amber cox i don't i don't i i did tweet that i think this is great news i think women should be um, not that should be, but it just makes sense. I mean, they should be, but not, I mean, just because you're a woman, you need to be, 
but I think I think it was a great hire. So let me just rewind that and say it was a great hire. Um, and she has experience. She, I believe, worked with the Connecticut Sun um, and the whole in WNBA and just the feedback that I'm getting from those who know her. That's a really good hire. So I don't know if you've talked to anybody on the Casey side about it. Not yet. Um, actually, I, I saw that earlier today, and I have not had much chance to look into her history other than seeing some tweets come through about how she did great. Mm-hmm. So I don't know much a, a lot about her. Mm-hmm. I do. I will say that every hire that Casey Woso has made where I knew the people in any way, shape, or form, I thought it was a really good hire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so she's the COO, I believe, mm-hmm. Amber, uh, mm-hmm. the team president, Jen, can't say her last name either. So um, I've, I've known her and um, I should say more been an acquaintance because I know we have like mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've known her for quite a while and my mutual friend talked about how great she was. Okay. Uh, people that I've known that have known the, the owners, the longs have been raving about how great they were before they knew that the they were getting a team so mm. it, it's you know and then i've obviously known hugh uh uh gorn Krasov, uh lucas rodriguez i've known all of them for quite a while now and they're all really good coaches yeah so every everybody they've hired has been quality that i know of so i expect mm. good things out of amber even though mm-hmm. i know nothing about her yet yeah i mean all i'm all the feedback I'm reading on Twitter is she's great and she'll do great. And it's good to have somebody with that much experience and not just somebody they just, you know, picked up off corporate America. Like she has a sports experience. So yeah. yeah. That's like uh, for the NWSL commissioner, Lisa Baird, mm-hmm. she's not a soccer person. I mean, they've, I've seen people ask her soccer questions and she's clueless. <laughs> But she's good in the marketing side and yeah. it's what they needed. And they got more sponsors this year than they ever did before. They got mm-hmm. more, uh, they got a TV deal and, uh, and it's a shame that they didn't get it three years earlier. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All of that is helping the league grow. The, the, the sponsors help the players be paid more. The TV mm-hmm. deal helps the players be paid more and get more uh, visibility. Mm-hmm. So the more people you can bring in like that. That's, that's cool. We're definitely seeing more women break those typical men jobs like coaches and referees. And I think somebody for San Antonio Spurs for the basketball team when their coach got suspended, or I believe he, I mean, she coached and I yep. don't, I don't follow NBA as well, but. In, uh, actually quite a few women pop up in major league baseball lately. Um, yeah batting coaches, uh, bench coaches, first base coaches, uh, minor league head coaches. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's happening and it's, it's wonderful and that it's happening. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I fully support that. I just, like I said, I just want it to be at some point we go, this is the best player, best, best person, best coach and go on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right, so <sighs> anything else we need to cover before I go finish dinner? Hmm. No, I think I'm excited for, Kansas City to have a team back and I think there was I think there's a lot of excitement so that's really cool 
and Angie and Chris are doing great. And it just seems like even the players are excited. I think a few times I read like, oh, how do you go from Utah back to KC? I'm like, listen, if those players will be treated well and respected and treated like professionals, they will play where they are offered those best conditions. And as we learned, Utah wasn't as great. And I I love Utah, but, you know, it's people got to look. This is an FCKC. We got to move beyond that. And I mean, Yes, Vlatko did a great job, and they got those championships, but we know how mismanaged that team was. But this Especially is new, the like, last year. Yeah, yeah. So it's a new day. It's a new dawn, and I don't know. I bet you're excited too because you actually get to follow the team more. and you know. For, for me, more soccer the better. MLS, yeah. NWSL, USL, uh, indoor soccer, uh, daughters youth leagues you know yeah that's i just want i'd be happy if i'm going to a soccer game every other day you know that's true that'd be really and i say every other day because i need a day to like finish off some photos and (laughs) yeah i just like wow that is really involved you do comments skc and then now casey wilson so you're gonna be busy you have a busy 2021 ahead of you yeah, I hope so. Hope I get to go to all the games. That's true. That with um, you know, last year with a lot of you know sporting, some of the games being played in Florida, mm. um, the USL team, you know, their sporting second team, after COVID hit, they basically only had one more home game. They played all mm. the rest of them on the road. Mm. Uh, I haven't went to a lot of the indoor soccer games lately because I don't feel like being inside with a lot of people. Yeah. I've went to a couple and I'll go to some more, but mm-hmm. it's just trying to manage the amount of risk. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you. Gotta yeah. gotta survive this pandemic so we can enjoy soccer like we used to. But see, I never, I didn't feel bad about going to sporting game because I mean it was all you know outdoors and there was a few feet between us. In fact, I mean you were like five feet away from me one yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. It was like I wanted to say hi to you, but I didn't want to be like the weird, creepy guy. Like, hey. Yeah. Uh, which is funny oh sorry like after you left i was like oh that's sad i know him (laughs) yeah that's good well yeah because we talked before online Mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah but now we can hopefully uh actually both shoot some uh nwsl games and mls games Mm. and have twice the amount of available photos for sure i'm excited it'll be a good year that's uh, the one thing we need to avoid is standing in the same place talking while we're shooting, <laughs> which is sometimes what I end up doing with other photographers. Not that, you know, they would be shooting for other people and stuff like that. But then you yeah. look and you see like, oh, they have the same exact photo I do. Like, I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we will have to avoid that. We have to. Yeah. I think that happened to me in Utah a couple of times with Lucas Miller. And then eventually we're like, okay, I need to go get my yeah. own shots. <laughs> so, yeah, I said, I get it. All right, so let's just wrap up. So I'll go make some uh, <laughs> and let you recover from a long day of work and mm. the frigid cold. So, yeah, oof, hopefully, the 20s and 30s are coming. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty sad. <laughs> it's pretty sad when we're like excited for the 20 degrees coming up, I believe. I think midweek, it's been so bad. 
was, don't know if you had to go outside today, but it was brutal. I did not have to go out today. Um, I went outside yesterday Ooh. just for a few minutes and not because I had to, just because I was stupid. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Stay warm. Just stay warm. All right. So hopefully anybody who's listened to this point, thank you for listening. And we will probably be better at this in the future, but yeah. no promises, but we're going to have fun doing it. Yeah, this was good. I thought I had fun. So, and we'll see if we can get some guests on too. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Thanks everybody. And thank you, Cindy.
Master Sergeant John DeSalm on the tenor sax. John DeSalm. <laughs> Staff Sergeant Reagan Bruff on the composition.